Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Candidly Keisha. Keisha Knight-Polium has grown up on TV, playing characters on shows like The Cosby Show to Tyler Perry's House of Pain. They know Rudy. They know Miranda. I've been in the business literally for 36 years. Keisha's an actress, philanthropist, foodie, and now hosts of her own podcast. This is an opportunity for you, my friends, my fans, to get to know me, just Keisha. This is Candidly Keisha. Welcome to Candidly Keisha. That was kind of a weird ha today, but I'm really excited. Maybe it's this Coca-Cola I just drank. I'm hopped up on caffeine right now. <laughs> and sugar. I know, but I don't drink them often. Like, I literally drink water most of the time. But yes, yes it is Friday. We are here at Candidly Keisha. I am joined by my friend, sister. What else? What are we going to Arian Simone. <laughs> I'm like, you have so many titles. Like, I just can't keep up. You have definitely have been here uh, to Candidly Keisha before. So our listeners are, uh, if, if you don't know, now you know. Arian Simone is in the building. Yes. Excited to be here. Thanks for having me, Keisha. Absolutely. So it was funny a couple weeks ago. Arian actually has a podcast, too. What's the name? Is it Fearless, Fearless Discussions? Discussions? Fearless Discussions. Right on iTunes. Um, it's on iTunes. And... She called me. She's a, she's also my soror. And um, I was doing her podcast. She was like, Keisha, have you seen this movie? You only, in, it's the only way only Arian can do it. You have to know <laughs> Arian to get this. First of all, she calls me or texts me at like 1 a.m. 1 a.m. in the morning. It's like, Keisha, you have to see this. I want to do this on the podcast tomorrow. Can you go watch this movie? And, and let's talk about this tomorrow. And I was supposed to do her show at like 12 or something like that. <laughs> So I email her back the next, or text her back the next morning. I'm like, well, the way my life is set up right now, I have a newborn. So the likelihood of me watching a movie, getting to you, and all of us out of this house in time for your podcast, it's not happening. I'm sorry, <laughs> but it's just not going to happen. So, um, but I did get around to watching it. I don't know if you guys know, but Netflix is having this, like, free thing from it started, I believe, on the third of April, mm-hmm. and is going through the ninth. The ninth is amazing day of April. That's my birthday. Okay. As I digress, but yes, it is my birthday. I am an Aries, so I am celebrating probably about all month. So I was. Um, so Arian was like, "Okay, fine, but you have to watch this movie. You have to watch it. You just have to watch the movie." So I was like, "Okay, Arian, I'll make sure I'll watch the movie." So with Netflix having this like free, like basically. You can look log on Netflix and just watch it for free until the night. I'm about to watch everything. I'm about to sit at home this rainy day and watch every movie Netflix has to offer. Oh my gosh! You watch House <laughs> of Cards? No, I'll, I'll go back. I'm I'm gonna go catch up on all my stuff. With yes, Sons of Anarchy, all the good ones. So this movie, The Burning Sands, and it's you know it was interesting. I'm sure you know being a member of. Uh, because it's if you if you're not familiar, the Burning Sands, which is directed by Ger- Gerald um, McMurray, it's all about kind of the pledging process um, for a fraternity 
at an HBCU, which definitely resonates with both Arian and myself. We are members of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Yes. Arian, FAMU, me, Spelman College. So, yeah, where do we start with this? His, I think his, the director's desire was to show the pledge process and expose some things that may be not as positive. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is from his personal experience. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. I don't care for what he says motivated him to do this mm-hmm. production. <laughs> he says that the FAMU incident of hazing was his motivation, which I said I don't agree with. Um, you pledged in 2002. The director of the film, um, Gerard, is a alpha chapter Omega. Mm-hmm. That's Howard University. That, yes, for those who are listening. And it was... Um, There were highs and lows, I can say, you know, from a standpoint of art that are in the movie as far as what the pledge process consists of. I don't think that it showed that everybody's experience is different, and I don't think it showed the variety and the the level of brotherhood or sisterhood that comes from it. It ends kind of, um, if you haven't seen the film, it ends like open-ended. Well, let me me give you a, just, I'll stop you there for those who haven't seen it, to give you an overview um, Gerard, well, I guess he was, what was he with Fruitville? He's Station? an associate, associate producer. Because yeah. it has that under credit. I actually read a really interesting article about him. But what the movie is about, it follows the main character's name is Zurich, or Zuri is what they call him. And he is going through the pledge process. It kind of chronicles what's called, quote unquote, hell week during the pledge process. And it's just his kind of discovery through that process and all that they are going through trying to be as they're being initiated into this fraternity. And, you know, a lot of different things happen and transpire, and it kind of shows the underground pledging process. And during this, he's a very um, smart kid. He's, you know, very good in school, and it's kind of just that I feel like it chronicles the that conflict between a lot of people who do pledge between knowing you really desire this one thing, but then also having to make decisions um, of things that may be asked of you or required of you that may go against what you morally or you feel is right in your gut. So it's an interesting movie. So from there, pick up from there. (laughs) Yes. Thank you for giving background to the film. Um, And his, his desire in this art was to display the extreme of what could happen um, in an underground pledging situation. And I just feel like if in the event that you're choosing to expose this as what you see as somebody's experience, what is the rehabilitation that you plan on instituting if you feel that this is an experience that is taking place? Mm-hmm. And if you feel like this har- the harm that you're seeing in this experience um, is something that's affecting people, if this is what you think is happening, one, and mm-hmm. if this is what you um, have a concern about, then is your film truly, and I reached out to him for an interview, I just <laughs> haven't heard, but is your film truly a, um, a healing form for this mm-hmm. process? Or what? It, what is your objective in just exposing what you think may or may not be even taking place. Um, It was heavy. It was definitely heavy to watch because anytime you add, you know, all the cinematography and the scoring to all these emotions, 
it gives you just this feeling of like it was times where I was like, I can't watch this anymore. Mm-hmm. I can't watch this. Um, but I definitely um, think that some people may have some unresolved issues with pledging. Mm-hmm. And I think that maybe some type of divine nine mm-hmm. discussion needs to take place. Personally, this is just my personal mm-hmm. thing from pledging. Um, and I'm not saying anything that would hold my sorority <laughs> liable. My personal take on it. Delta will write you a letter and yes. write you up in a heartbeat. Yes. So. And try to tell you to cease and desist. Oh. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, inside joke. Inside um, joke. Very inside. <laughs> so, my... um. Where was I going with this? Oh, I think, honestly, people need to start pledging above ground. I do, too. That's that's where I really think a lot of this can just, this whole, whether something's taking place or not, it can just be eliminated. Right. If and this isn't us saying, this isn't us saying, <laughs> I'm giving the precursor. This isn't, this is the, what, you know, like that's the the small print when you see something. This isn't a saying that hazing occurs or that it's happened or that we participated in yes. it. We're just simply talking about this Because you will hear from my attorneys if you try to come for right, me. Right. Please don't. Let's not do that. <laughs> so, and we have the same attorney. So, <laughs> um, when, one thing I was reading on um, the Grio, they did a really nice article um, that talked to both Gerard as well as the the gentleman Trevor. the gentleman Trevor who played Zuri the main character mm-hmm. and when asked about um, you know what is this you know a call to action for Black organizations or other groups to do something about hazing and what would you send to those who are outside of the organizations and the response that was given was it could be a call to action people have to hold the mirror up to their face and ask. Is this something, is this really happening? Some people don't want to hold that mirror up and talk about it. If people run away from it and act like we don't condone hazing, then go around and do it. It won't get through to people. To the next part of your question, I think a film like this would challenge some, um, someone coming to college or in college to be a free thinker and also look at making decisions on your own. There's nothing wrong with joining a Greek organization. I'm from one too. But excuse me, but you don't always <clears throat> just go with anything someone is trying to tell you, because at the end of the day, everybody has to pay consequences for those things. University students, the hazers, people's parents. Um, if you want to be a part of something, why do you want to do it? And what's it worth to you? And what are you willing to risk? Are you willing to risk your life for something like this? Challenge the system a little bit to see if it works. For me, this again is coming from Gerard. This is a quote from the Griot. For me, I'm a proud member of Omega Sci-Fi, and I want it to last another hundred years because it's been great in my life experience as a man. I want to keep my organization around. We only have the Divine Nine, and to keep them around another hundred years, we may have to add um, some things over, and we may have to address some things overall. I, I... You know what? I'm not mad at him. I'm not mad at him. Um, The film, I did enjoy it. Mm -hmm. I understand what you mean in terms of some of it was hard to watch. I guess it wasn't. So when I was in college, my boyfriend was an Omega. Mm -hmm. So not to say any of these things. I don't know. I'm pleading the fifth. But I can say that. I know they pledged. Oh, how do you say this? Let me revise. <laughs> I know what you're trying to say. I know, yes, that they work very hard. We'll say it like that. 
to become <laughs> members of specifically Omega Sci-Fi. Um, and I feel like a lot of the stuff, and I don't know if maybe it's from the perspective of being Greek, so you kind of have an idea of what's said happens in these so-called arenas. Um, maybe that's why I wasn't that shocked by it. Um, and I probably have de- a definitely a different opinion on it. I, I wasn't shocked by mm-hmm. any means. Um, I looked at more so, and he can respond however he wants to if he hears this, but I looked at his film trajectory mm-hmm. And I saw him making some strides. Mm -hmm. And I think that he knew that putting this out would be a boost in career. Mm -hmm. And I knew that he knew putting this out would also um, get national attention Mm -hmm. and all this media attention. Mm -hmm. His work prior to did not, um, you know, call for that. And I was like, okay, did you just sell your letters for for, for a blockbuster hit? And that, yeah, that's, that's how I felt. After I did further research. I'm going to sip my Coca-Cola. <laughs> and, and sip some tea. But that is how I felt um, after watching it. And like I said, I, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt in the event that you think that this needs to come to some form of healing. Right. But now what? Is your, exactly. Your thing I is. I said, if, if you did this truly out of concern, um, exactly, what are your next steps in finding healing for this concern? Mm-hmm. Um, versus, because right now you're hot stuff in the press. Mm-hmm. So, do you have a true concern of what some of these young men may or may not have experienced that may be having later effects in life? Well, I'm gonna right now in Kansas. I'd love to have Gerard come on the show. I would love for him. To <laughs> I'd call love in. for him too. I really would, um, because I do. And what I do feel is this: I do feel that it is something that needs to be brought to the light. I, I feel like it's something that needs to be addressed. And he has a really good point in terms of um, for the continued success and existence of our Greek organizations, something has to be done to address this. <clears throat> Back in the day, you there was it wasn't so cloaked with it was cloaked with secrecy because it is, you know, mm-hmm. but it wasn't to the same degree in terms of the process of becoming a member and just by them on paper saying we don't haze doesn't make hazing go away. Oh, not at all. That's why I said the only solution I could think of right now is for people to pledge above ground because the re- the reality of this is that stuff just happens. You know, whether I've seen it or not, stuff just, just happens. And part of, um, which has nothing to do with, honestly, our organizations, it has to do with society as a whole, 19-year-olds today are just not 19-year-olds that they were in 1913. You know, a 19-year-old in 1913 had a lot, a higher level of maturity. Their counterparts were already wives. Mm-hmm. They were mothers. You know, if they weren't blessed with the opportunity to go to school, they were already in a grown person's role. Yeah. Um, so they don't have the maturity, in my opinion now, to carry out even just, you know, the um, the process at the level that it was held out, held way back then. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about just everything that's on paper. Mm-hmm. The level of maturity is not there. So how do we place the level of responsibility on these 19 year olds? And I feel the other piece of it is when you are operating in a system that quote unquote doesn't exist, then there aren't checks and balances exactly, and there aren't guidelines and rules mm-hmm. and there's no way, um, you know, just to ensure yeah, the safety of control. Of yeah. control. 
Um, so I feel like that's the biggest thing mm-hmm. that, you know, it creates a space where it's left up to the people who are pledging the, you know, the DP or what have you. It's up to their discretion. Mm-hmm. And there is no, there's no, there's no governing there, body. There's for this. no, right. There's, <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say. There's no governing body for mm-hmm. it. So, and in, in, addition, in addition to that, there's no uniformity in the process mm-hmm. from one chapter to, to the another, next chapter. To one organization to another. That's why I said if everybody just went back to pledging above ground, and of course the hazing policy, That's this is where it comes into a constitutional issue for all of the organizations and the whole Divine Nine, that if we say that we're going to allow people to pledge above ground, they do have to remove the hazing policy. Yeah. Because above ground pledging does say that you're going to be all unified wearing the same thing, which my, is considered my hazing. My thing is this. Why not? <laughs> I know it may sound stupid. Uh, I don't know if it sounds stupid, but, you know, I've always even wondered if you could, if it was a way, because I get it. Like, and I, and even I, you know, in the, the whole thing, he was like, no one's going to, you know, just skate up into my organization or, you know, uh-huh. I can't remember the word. That's what we used to say back uh-huh. in the day. You're not going to skate. <laughs> but um, maybe I'm just telling my age right now. Um, but if there is a way that people could, like, I, I agree with you. Like, if there was some way to create whatever that system would look like so that way people are walking into it, that they could give consent, that they are informed, that they, I don't know. And that can know. just get rid of that whole, and I know what you're saying, because in our, just culturally speaking, we have that stigma of you just can't get this. Right. That, that, that is you got to earn this. Exactly. That is not going away. That is not going away at all. So it, that, but having, like you said, something above ground, it at least can take away, okay, we know that there's a process. We know that they have to complete a process and that this is what this is. So please, can everybody just calm down on the, oh, my gosh, you have to prove yourself. Thing. Right. And, this, and we're going to take a quick break because the other piece of that is you can do all of those things. But then the other thing you will run into, let's just be real, being members of organizations, then it's like, oh, but you didn't work for it. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, how do we then bridge that gap? We'll come back and talk about it for <laughs> if these things can be changed for the other members who then feel as though you didn't have to work as hard for what I have. So you don't have my respect. So we'll come back. Stay tuned. Kansas <laughs> Keisha will continue right here. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Hey guys, I want to switch gears a little bit here and talk about something. Whether you're a mom like me or well anyone, you know that it can be hard to take care of yourself when you're taking care of others. If you've listened to my show, you know that life can be messy and far from perfect. Turns out, same thing goes for your skin. Mederma is the number one doctor and pharmacist recommended brand that is clinically shown to reduce the appearance of scars. Mederma Advanced Scar Gel is the only one per day scar care product that's clinically shown to reduce the appearance of scars. Mederma is trusted by consumers and healthcare professionals alike. Mederma Advanced Scar Gel contains the patent ingredient Cipolin which is clinically shown to reduce the appearance of scars. Just once a day, as part of your routine, Mederma is cost-effective and convenient. Other scar care products may appear cost-effective at first, but they must be applied multiple times a day. Look, you have enough to worry about every day, but don't let your skin be one of them. 
Check out Mederma today. Look for it in the first aid section and visit Mederma.com to learn more about Mederma's growing family of skincare solutions. You're listening to Candidly Keisha. Okay, we are back here with Candidly Keisha, and we're continuing this talk of pledging in... <laughs> I'm, I'm so, it's so crazy because I'm very, very rarely at a loss for words, and I find myself right now trying to pick my words very carefully. Yes. Um, because it's a definitely a fine line, especially, you know, when you are a member of, of one of these organizations. Yeah. Um, but so what do you how do you feel about that when we left? I off? think some of that just has to go um, and people are just going to have to accept that and just move on. Yeah, we have to think of the bigger picture when it comes to this. Our goal, like even the director said, Gerard said he desires for Omega Sci-Fi to be around 100 years later. Yes, so we do know that this is an issue that has to be dealt with in our community. So with that being said, people are going to have to just let that go mm-hmm. as far as, oh, my gosh, well, oh, you, you did that new process. Right. Well, everybody after 90, when, every, when the hazing policy went into place and everything went underground, did that new process. No one's, you pro- know? and let's just be real, no one's process is the same. No. And no you just have, to, just have to let that go. You just have to, well, all the processes are the same, Keisha. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. For the sake of this conversation. For the sake of this conversation. <laughs> but no, no, even in that, I'm not saying it like that. But I'm saying from a standpoint of, yes, you may learn the same information. Yes, it's mm-hmm. the same classes. You learn, you know, the history. You learn what have you. But still in that, just how no two people are the same. No yes. two experiences in becoming a member of the organization are the same. I'm not saying about anything extra. I'm saying simply <laughs> about the stuff that you learn during your, that period of, I don't even know what it's called anymore. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even know what it's called. <laughs> but yes, um... Every period of initiation, we'll yes. just say that. Um, people are going to have to just get over that and accept that that's just what's going to come with the territory. It's what's ca- it just what comes with all of this. Mm-hmm. And people just get over that. I'm sorry. Yeah, you did a different process than, may, than my process may have been. I still love you and respect you and keep it moving. It's like the difference in giving birth. Difference between having a vaginal birth and a C-section. You still a mama. <laughs> you didn't like my analogy right there <laughs> i'm fine with it <laughs> no i'm serious though because like in anything i'm fine with it. it's funny because people are like it's not it's about where you like my thing no matter what organization now, that was a good point right, no matter what organization you're in once you're in it's about the work that you do it's because about, it comes up with undergrad and grad yeah like was just stated. yeah um and people feel like, oh, my gosh, you went grad chapter. Well, honestly, I can personally say for people who went to FAMU and I see them that they went grad later. Um, and you probably can even attest from this being an Ada Kappa. I know we have going to the largest HBCU. Our, the year we rush, we had like the highest in collegiate of applicants for FAMU. Well, it's because the population was just so high. Right. It's all <clears throat> black women. So there's College. so many people going after it. And they chose less than 7%. Less than 7%. So it was 40 on my line, and there were 586 applications that went through and over 600 at the rush. And they were like, whoa. And I'm like, yeah. So I don't look at somebody who may have went to FAM. Like, the odds were freaking against you. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. They just were. Statistically, the fact that you didn't make it, you were a group with a whole lot of other probably great folks that just didn't make it. Right. So go pledge grad. What's the big deal? I mean, like, it isn't like you didn't try. Mm-hmm. You did try. Um. 
So I, I don't know. I, I don't get caught up in it. The only times I ever get caught up in it is if they, they, they want to take an air about it. Then then I, I have my 14 cents to throw in the pot. Well, I got two cents. <laughs> two of them. <laughs> but no, I, I don't. I understand that sometimes that opportunity just didn't, you know. Okay, for those of you that, for those of you who are listening who aren't Greek, that and flew over not, your head. Yes. I'm, I'm the deuce. I was a two on my line. And Arian, of I'm course, was the 14. Lord have mercy. That is what they call me. I'm sure. All the 14s in my chapter are 14 karat gold. We have a gold jacket we wear, too. Oh, Lord. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, honey. Chosen. Chosen. Lord have mercy. So, I mean, this dialogue can go on and on because I believe, you know, it's been going on for the last hundred years plus. Yeah. But... I just I did think it was a really good movie and it really and even moving past the pledging process, I did appreciate um the piece about just the free thinking piece uh-huh. and um the piece really about just, you know, challenging a system just because it's what has always been done doesn't mean that it's right. It's right. Mm -hmm. And it's what you should continue to do. And in general, we need more free thinkers. We need more people Mm -hmm. who are willing to stand up for what they believe, who are willing to question, who are willing to, because so often they're like, Oh, well we do this because my grandmama did it and my mama did it. And my grandmama, mama. And then it's something silly. Like, why do you cut the roast in half when you put in the pan and you find out it's because the pan wasn't big enough. Wasn't big enough. So that's why I cut the, this part uh-huh. off. So sometimes, you know, you do have to ask the questions. And that's what it's about. It's about continuing to evolve, continue, continuing to grow. And nothing stays the same. Everything continues to change. Mm-hmm. And we have to embrace that. And I did, one thing I did really like that he said that, you know, there's one point in the movie right before that they're, they know that they're going to cross. It's like the last, night before the last um, day of hell week or uh-huh. night of hell week. And he's like, you know, we're not slaves. We come from Kings and Queens. And when we cross and we become a member of this organization, that's what we are going to bring forth and bring into this uh-huh. and not continue to perpetuate this treatment that we've allowed. Uh-huh. And I respected that because, you know, once you become a member of the organization, you're empowered, you're empowered, but it's then it's up to you to do something different. Uh-huh. And it's up to you to take what worked for you, what didn't work for you, assess it and make those changes. Because any organization is as strong as in is the, in the identity that they are, are their members. Uh-huh. And a lot of people don't. We all, you know, you don't make Delta. Del, del, you, Delta doesn't make you. You, you make, make Delta. Delta. Uh-huh. And that's something that we always say. And I need people to realize that, you know, once you're here, you are a part of that legacy and you can shape that legacy. You're just looking at no, I agree. <laughs> I can. I completely agree. Um, one thing I can say definitely about the film from a standpoint of art, it was well put together. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure because I've also watched it, like I said, with my Greek eyes, you know, being a member. I know. No, seriously. So I don't know if somebody who wasn't Greek was probably even able to follow along. So I, uh, I probably, you see what I'm saying? So I don't know. I don't know if I, to me, it was great art, mm-hmm. but I don't know for the person who's non-Greek if they viewed it as great art or they just viewed it as like, I'm a little lost or confused. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if there was, it was seamless in like all these different points for them. Oh, you feel like maybe it was seamless for us because we have some reference we and have some reference. knowledge of what's what's taking place. 
um, and what's being portrayed. But I don't know if the person who wasn't, like say, my, my comment on saying great art, I'm like, well, let me back that up. To me, it may be great art. Right. But to someone else, I'm not sure how they view that as a standpoint of good filmmaking. Let's ask James. I know, James, you didn't see the movie. But did you guys, because I feel like I'm not familiar, for instance, with like white Greek letter, because, you know, it's kind of a whole different system. So did you, or do you have any familiarity with um, like the whole Greek world? No. Okay. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, because yeah, when you were saying a little bit lost, like I, yeah, you don't I, know what's going on. I didn't on. go to college or anything. Okay. So, um, but my brother did. He was the ATO at Georgia Tech. Okay. But the only thing I knew was like they just, they did a lot of parties and made T-shirts. Okay. And then we <laughs> joked about all the T-shirts they made, you know. Because yes, we joked about the T-shirts. I did go to when I was in college. I no. surely went to Georgia Tech to the white fraternity and sorority. And did I they was, have T-shirts? They had. They would have T-shirts and they had good foam parties with lots of beer. <laughs> That was the the, uh, the Hawaiian party. That's what I remember. It was the ATO party. But um, yes. yeah, that's really all I knew about it. And it was, yeah, because you remind me of that joke. Now, how many uh, frat boys does it take to change a light bulb? What was the light bulb? What's the, what's the joke? <laughs> one hundred and one, one to change the light bulb, and one hundred to make T-shirts about it. Oh, <laughs> hilarious! I thought it was going to be something from like what light bulb? I don't know. Uh-huh. But yeah, no, no. no but to answer your question, no. It, it's kind of okay. It's, it seems like this kind of world I don't know anything about, and uh-huh. there obviously something is. Now I want to watch this movie because it seems pretty. I mean, I'm curious to see. <laughs> I'm curious. Like I didn't know there was an underground. <laughs> my mom, my mom said, in, "It's all Greek." Right, my mom is in the background <laughs> making jokes, hilarious. <laughs> With Ella knocked out sleep, but um, but that's interesting. And I guess you're right. I should. It would have been nice. I'm glad that you're here, James, to give your perspective because we come from a very inside perspective on the mm-hmm. whole thing. Where I didn't think about how someone who's completely oblivious. If I was completely oblivious, I probably would be scared shitless after watching that movie. I would be like, what the hell is this? What is this underground thing? Okay, so basically, when you become a member of an organization, a Greek letter, like the Divine Nine. So it's, you know, like Delta, that's the one we're a part of. Um, There's an above ground process that's the quote unquote that, that the only part that's supposed to occur now. And then apparently there's supposedly, um, you know, some other things that may happen, you know, because there's a lot with like the FAMU, with the band, you know, and different hazing things going on that weren't quite sanctioned by the organizations that in that instance with the FAMU band. Um, we are not going there. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm just using you into FAMU. Okay, well, there have been other... I'm trying to explain this to somebody, though. How do okay, I explain I got this? you. I got you covered. And in all of our Greek organizations, there is, when we say Divine Nine, there's four for the males, <clears throat> five for the females. They're Greek letter organizations, just like you guys have Greek letter organizations. Ours just continue on after college. But yes. he's asking specifically about the process. I'm getting there. Okay. In, in the organizations, there's an initiation process, just like you have to apply to be a member of any civic or community organization. There is an initiation process. Constitutionally, our initiation process can last anywhere for, I'm sorry it's, to throw any type of shade, but three days to, oh, to, some, to some weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and no, it wasn't intention for shade. I'm really trying to break this down for him in this moment. And that just, I, as it was coming out, I was like, well, I have to tell the truth. Okay, go ahead. Um, from a few days... Two periods of weeks and months. And everybody, like say, about, um, in the monks of the nine, they all have a different um, initiation process, constitutionally speaking. Well, 
prior to, I think it was 1990, people had a process where you would see folks dressed alike on campus. You would see them pledging. Uh, but when we say above ground, this means where everybody can see. Now you got it. Right. Yes. Well, when they said no hazing, people still had a desire to continue the practices, but they had to do them behind closed doors. That's a good way to describe this. Thank you. <laughs> uh-huh. And that's pretty much what's taking place. Um, the movie is bringing light to what could possibly take place in a process that's going on behind closed doors that people may not see. Right. So, mind you, even us watching it, I don't know if what he's saying is taking place or not. I have no clue because it's technically a process that folks can't see. So he's saying, okay, we need to address this hazing issue that that could be taking place in our organization. So, therefore, we can move forward in a healthy manner of us being of very great impacts in all areas of our lives to our communities. So I do agree that this is a discussion, honestly, that needs to be had. I do agree that the honesty has to take place. The reason why we are all so careful with our words in this discussion, honestly, we've probably said more than what we normally would have anyway, um, is because people try to sue you for this. And Keisha and I have successful careers. So we're not trying to deal with anybody that's not in their right mind. <laughs> so that's why we're stopping and going like, okay, wait a minute. And then it's it's challenging and I'm choosing my words carefully because um, there's a level of secrecy. There's a, there is a level of there is a level of All secrecy. All right, well, y'all freaking me out. I'm gonna turn my mic off. Larry <laughs> <laughs> in that laugh. There is a level of secrecy, and it's how do you have the conversation about something that you've taken an oath to As confidential yeah. to be confidential and to protect, um, but also speak to what could be how you could improve. So it's kind of towing that fine line. And I'm with them on that. If we're going to have the conversation, everybody needs to be able to have the conversation open. Everybody needs to be able to have the conversation honest. And everybody does need to have the conversation um, with no liability. Yes. It's like, you see what I'm saying? It's like, okay, if we're going to really have this conversation. We need to really have I this need, conversation. I need And we need to sign immunity. Nobody is, exactly. <laughs> I and nobody immunity. is going to sue anybody for this conversation. But in order for us, that, that's where the, that is where I can say that I'm in somewhat agreement with the director as far as, okay, you want to bring this to light and it has to be done in a standpoint of being honest and truthful because we can't address anything that doesn't exist. Yeah. I agree. With so that. we're going to have to figure out. That's why I wanted to have like a, a in person. I was like, for this discussion, I said, but Lord, I said, this have to be divine night only because I, if we let anybody else inside, yeah. I don't even know where that would go. Yeah. Um, and, and but the, it does need the, to be had. But let's say my personal solution, just go back to this above ground process. We can get done with this. <laughs> so this yeah. could just be over. Yeah. Woo. Well, this has been an interesting candidate today, <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. And it's so funny. I was watching it, and um, I was watching the movie, and there were parts that I made because Ella likes to watch TV. Oh gosh! So I had to, yeah, I had to turn turn her away. I was like, "This isn't for you, little Ella." You know, she was trying to look like, "Mommy, let me see." I was like, "No, you can't watch this right now. Just go on and take a nap, baby. Go on, (laughs) take a nap." But um, but it was a great movie. I feel like in terms of everyone, you know, Alfred Woodard is in it. I love, love, love. Yeah, she's amazeballs. Um, everyone. The was, casting was excellent. The casting was yeah, amazing. Casting was, was really good. 
the visual from a cinematography standpoint, uh-huh. standpoint, it was a really great movie. Even like the writing, the scoring. Common uh-huh. was one of the execs, so you know the music was on point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a really good movie. And I feel like also in watching it, you have to watch it from the standpoint of him just simply telling the story. He's telling this person's story, Zuri, but that doesn't mean that that's the narrative for everybody. Uh-huh. And... Um, you know, if you look at it from that standpoint as him just telling a story, not necessarily someone's story, you know, everybody's story or, you know, the narrative for everyone, you can look at it from a different lens. Mm -hmm. Definitely. But do you have any final words as we close out this candidly Keisha today on my birthday weekend? Uh, James's birthday is actually today. Happy yes. birthday! Yes, happy birthday, James! In celebration, we had some yummy tacos. Oh, and they were so good, so good. I am going to be celebrating all weekend long through next week. <laughs> My birthday is this Sunday, and I am very excited to be thirty-eight years old. Be yay! Okay. Yeah, I'm not one of those weird people who are like, oh, my God, I don't tell my age. I mean, oh, I always do. everyone knows my age. I've been <laughs> you been working since you were three. Right, I've been You're working like, no, since I was nine months. So people know my age. It's no, no use even trying to hide that one. It is what it is. As long as you are happy, healthy, and still fine, that's all that matter. Yes, and you were fine <laughs> on that red carpet. Thanks, boo. The other day, yes. Okay. Speaking of movies, the fast... Um, the what it's called the Fast and Furious. Oh, Fast Eight. Fast Eight. Yes. Um, it's the fate. Um, let me make sure. I April fourteenth. Right. Yes. <laughs> April for the fate of the furious is what it's called. Um, it's the eighth installment, and yes. I want to support my friend Christopher Bridges. No, 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 no. Oh, hey, Patty. hey, Patty, come on in. You might as well come in and you just bust up in our st- our studio now, Patty. Come on in. It's okay. Come on, we're recording. Yeah. So Patty, so Patty just busts up in our uh, candy Lakeisha. So now you have to say hello since you're all in here. Oh, here you go. Here's say hello. Night. Hi. Sorry, I'm apologize. <laughs> no. Well, yeah. So it was absolutely a great, great movie, and um, go check it out. Friends support friends, and Patty's creaking my door again. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> but yes, the Fast Eight. Um, the fate of the furious. Yes. Must see. Oh, you said in closing. So oh, I said in closing. Go ahead. In closing, first point, um, Gerard, our frat brother, Mr. McMurray, we would like to talk to you. Yes. Keisha, look at Keisha's face. <laughs> you know, she, she's the political, I won't even say she, I won't call her politically correct. I th- no. But no, she... Either way, yes, it would be a, it would be definitely a lot of common love. I I know um, I said some things, and I'm very honest about what I have to say. But I would like to have a conversation because I do think at the end of the day, whether I agree with the film being put out or not, I'm in agreement with um, that a solution needs yeah, to be taking place. I do agree with that. So I'm definitely for that. I'm definitely for all of our organizations lasting another hundred years as well. So that's first thing. Second thing, I do think, like I say, this above. Above ground pledging would be a great solution. And third, I would like for all of us to come together um, to have a, a healthy discussion for progression. Well, on that note, my boobs are filling up fast. <laughs> so that means that my child is getting hungry because I last night at this premiere, I was across town and my boobs started aching when she was hungry. So 
<laughs> that so was way too much, huh? I said, so that's a wrap. No, so <laughs> it's time to go. <laughs> but this is Candidly Keisha. Thank you so, so much for joining us. I hope everyone has an amazing, 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 amazing weekend. And we will be right back right here, same time, same place, next Friday. Mm-hmm. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.